Welcome back into the Too Fat to Play podcast. As always, with me is my buddy Ryan. What's going on, guys? I'm Austin. We're here talking week two football, recapping last weekend, letting you know what we thought, where we're headed. We'll find out tomorrow, but we are happy to be back for week two. Big shout outs to everybody that's been with us this far. Big props to whoever that one person in Canada is. I don't know if we have merch, but we will make merch to send it to you. If give us a like, give us a comment, send us an email at the Too Fat to Play Podcast at gmail We definitely, if you're listening internationally, send us your location. We want to get something out to you. We appreciate everything you're doing. That it's not something either one of us has ever really thought about having anybody listening. Outside of the country, let alone outside where we're broadcasting from here in southeast Kansas. So, huge thank you to our, so far, one Canadian listener. Love you up there. Reach out to us. We want to get to know you a little bit better. All right. And big shout out to all, of the, all everybody that's been tagging along. This, this podcast is growing faster than we thought it would. We just wanted to take a quick second to say thank you guys. We appreciate everything you're doing for us. If you like us, share us. If you don't like us, give us another try next week. If not, forget about it. Let's get into week two. Had some big games. Had some puzzling games. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of the way the Chiefs rolled, run out a gritty win. We'll touch more on the Chiefs later. As always, we'll finish with those guys. But, Ryan, do you have any thoughts on the week two football? You know, it... I'm going to cut you off right there, Austin. So I I hope we don't have to do this every week. Although, if you guys like it, let us know. We can. We obviously love the game. But you went in on Nathaniel Hackett. Um, I'm just going to go in on about half the league. And I just want to put out there, Nathaniel Hackett may have beat the Texans. Oh, I'll get to that. Okay, he should I, still be fired. You, you, uh, I'll, you took it last week. Um, I'm going to get the ground rolling right here. Um, I just want to go ahead and congratulate um, the following um, fan bases and teams right now. Um, in my eyes, you guys might not be 2-0, but you at least have something to look forward to. It might not be the playoffs this year, but when you watch your teams play on Sunday, there's not only hope, but there's there's a team to build on. Chargers, you guys looked phenomenal. Uh, that Chiefs team front to back is a very hard team to get a hold of, and you guys were dominating that game. It didn't look like it on the scoreboard. You guys were dominating. Love what you guys got going on. Uh, Chiefs, Dolphins, Ravens. I know the Ravens lost that one. The Dolphins just had a really good comeback there in the fourth quarter. I don't, when you have Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill lining up, Mike Gusecki, big man went up. For a touchdown this weekend. I don't know if anybody else seen that. Love what those two teams got going for them. Um, Jets. You guys. You guys weren't even supposed to be in this game. And the coach that everybody tells me. Is too defensive. To play a good game. Had Joe Flacco out there looking like an MVP. He's second in the league in yards right now. 616 from old man Joe. Through two weeks. Joe's not supposed to be playing in the NFL. Could you ima- can you imagine Zach Wilson getting back into that offense? It, that team, you guys are looking up. Actually, anybody that resides in the New York and New Jersey area, 
your team is doing great. Brian DeBall has a squad without a quarterback, and you wouldn't even know it right now. The Giants are looking good. Obviously don't need to say anything about the Bills after they just trounced. Trounced last night. Oh, my God. That team is scary. Love what they've got going on. Uh, Who else do I got here? Um, The Lions. I know that you guys lost week one. To a really good Eagles team. A really good Eagles team. And you had them on... You had them reeling all the way through the fourth quarter. I mean, the, the Lions put up a hell of a lot more fight than the uh, Vikings did. And so, the, the Vikings are supposed to be a, a significantly better team. Detroit, love what you got going on. Keep it up. Keep that grit going. Um, Jacksonville, I don't think anybody's seen Jacksonville 2-0. No, absolutely not. That, that team has turned it around and turned it around quick. They drafted well last year. They just didn't have the right coach. And... I, I didn't think it was going to be this quick. I love what they've got going on down there. Um, let's see. Uh, the Falcons. You guys hung in there with the Rams. If it wasn't for a errant throw to Jalen Ramsey, you guys could have won that game. You guys were supposed to be bottom tier fighting for the number one overall pick. I can see you guys winning the AFC South. Kudos to you for keeping your head up, making the best out of nothing. Falcons are in the NFC. NFC, good lord! Uh, if you can't tell, I'm I'm heated with some of these teams. All right, um, the Vikings. You guys didn't look great last night. Maybe that's just Kirk Cousins in prime time. I his record speaks for itself. He's like point one three two winning I think percentage. I think he's won one game in prime time. Yeah, and he's over sixty percent the other the rest of the time. The Vikings are fine. Last night, I feel like was an anomaly. Um, I, it's hard for me to get a good read on them. It's a Shanahan offense. that takes a lot to learn and they've got the pieces. I, I'm cool with where the Vikings are. They have every reason to keep their heads up. Um, next, uh, just the teams. If you're one of these few teams, you need to start asking some questions about yourselves. Um, I don't think you're bad. Where are you as a franchise? Um, Seahawks, what are you doing? I think a lot of the Seahawks issues is going to come down to that team doesn't have the dogs in the fight. They, they, I mean, they're, they're showing up to a pit bull fight with a Pomeranian. That team's not built to win. That team's not going to win. Pete Carroll needs gone. That, um, that Pete Carroll needed gone years ago. It, I, I think that a fresh start, obviously reloading the rosters, like what they would love to say. We're not rebuilding. We're reloading. Whatever. You need an offensive-minded head coach in this league today. Um, unless you're named Sean McDermott, you're just not making it as a defensive guy. Um, the Commanders, man, you guys looked really good for like a quarter and a half. Where'd you go? You, I was high on you after week one. It came, and then it went. <laughs> I think that would, could that have been the Carson Wentz falling in its face, but... Everything I've seen was the defense. Maybe the Lions are that good. I don't think so. I think the Lions are a good team. They have every reason to look up. Commanders, what the hell? You need to start looking around asking a couple of questions. You're not in the panic mode yet, but uh, you're you're on the fringe there. Um, Cardinals and Bears. Um, first off, let, let's start with uh, Call of Duty Kyler here. 
three quarters and you look lost. And then in the fourth quarter, you come out looking like a three-foot-tall Lamar. I don't understand what you're doing in Arizona. You just re-signed your head coach to another contact or contract extension. For what? Are you guys going to win every game in the fourth quarter? Because let me tell you what, that doesn't happen in the playoffs. If you're going up against the Eagles, um, the Packers, which I'll get to you guys in a minute, um, you can't do that in the playoffs. You're you're one and done. Is that all you want? You want to make the wild card every year? Good on you. Um, the Bears obviously came out and beat my 49ers last week. Didn't look terrible in a rain-soaked game. I mean, Justin Fields looked halfway serviceable, but he's also got Darnell, or, yeah, Darnell Mooney, who's doing what right now? Twiddling his thumbs on the sidelines? I mean, the guy's not catching a football. There's nothing working on that team except for a quarterback that's trying. And last week, it almost looked like you guys might have something going, and you dropped the ball against... (laughs) A Packers team that's going to make the playoffs just based off principle at think, this point. I think this will be the one time that you'll be able to watch a team that probably ha- that has one of the top flight quarterbacks, and the only reason that team succeeds is the run game. With the Packers? Oh, absolutely. All right. And uh, and now this is where, where it's going to get interesting because what the actual fuck. If you have a five-point harness, I would go ahead and secure it. Uh, what are you guys doing? Um, I'll start. You know what? Let's start with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers. Who are you throwing the ball to, dude? Romeo Dobbs is awesome. Uh, he dropped, I get it. He dropped a pass in his first NFL game. He's from a small school. Um, the speed of the NFL is a lot different than uh, a lot of these schools. Uh, Christian Watson, same thing. You're going to rely on, I don't know, how old is he now? 109 years old at Randall Cobb. Uh, Sammy Watkins, that guy's knee is about to explode for, what, the 42nd time in his career? I mean, we're through week two. I know he had 93 or something like that receiving yards this week, but I mean, we're through week two, so Sammy Watkins' season's probably over. Yeah, uh, What are you doing? You expect to lean on A.J. Dillon? That's great. I love it. But your name is Aaron Rodgers, and if you're not the center of attention, it, it ain't going to work. You're going to start requesting trades for your running backs. That way, they're not taking the attention off of you. I would gladly give up basically everything in the Chiefs' backfield for A.J. Dillon. Oh, I I think they should make that trade so we can really see what Aaron Rodgers is. He's a prima donna who likes to have everything and nothing at once. How are you supposed to win games when you don't trust your receivers? You went out and you told... Your team, draft that guy. Draft that guy. And you know what? I give it to you. Christian Watson had a bad drop on the very first play in the NFL for him. It was a touchdown. How do you build his confidence? Is it uh, shutting it out? Are, are you going to... Hey, they gave him a touch pass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that end around. Woo! Woo! Hey, Great confidence booster. I will say this. He, he looked good on that end around. Christian Watson's a man. That guy is fast. He's big. He didn't show it week one. He also only had two opportunities to throw it, and one of those was an end around. So how, how do you know what you've got in wide receiver? 
Uh, I'm over the Packers and Aaron Rodgers' bullshit. The, if you're going to be a good football team, start winning in the playoffs. Because guess what? For some reason, you always end up playing these trash teams by winning the division, which means you're supposed to continue to play division winners. And you just blow through the regular season like there's nothing there. And then you get into the postseason, guess what? You suck. Either start producing with what you've got or retire. Because I'm sick and tired of this Aaron Rodgers, this Aaron. If he's not throwing to anybody that's worth a damn, then what's he doing? He's overthrowing guys in the end zone to show that he's still got a strong arm. That's all he does. I'm over it. Get out of here with that. Um, we'll start back up at the top. Um, the Browns. What was that? Brown and the Elf was not the answer. Brown and the Elf was not the answer. Quick shout out to Nick Chubb. Uh, I got you on my fantasy squad. Love that last second touchdown instead of just going down and running the clock out. Love that. That did me huge favors in a league that I I actually kind of trounced um, in that one. It was like 198 to 127 or something crazy. Or no, it was 192 to 127. I absolutely annihilated thank you nick chubb for the uh, boost and points there other than that i get you lost miles garrett it's the jets boys with joe flacco and you let them charge a 21 point comeback in the fourth quarter to 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 beat you and not like oh they barely no you left a wide receiver wide open on two plays. And Joe Flacco could have walked up and handed him the ball. I thought this was supposed to be a good defense and a well-coached team. You guys look like trash. What are you doing? You spent $245 million on a quarterback that may never see the field again. I get that his suspension is only for the next six games after this. No, he's out till week 13. Or week 13? Okay. It's an 11 game. Yeah. So... You get back to what? Maybe winning two or three games? Did we watch Deshaun Watson in training camp and in the preseason? That guy couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Okay? This guy does not look like the same Deshaun Watson. Maybe it's the lack of happy endings. We don't know. Get your shit together, Browns. What are you doing? You're spending money on a guy that you can't trust to make the right decision. I get it. It's football. He's talented. Where was that talent? Where I was supposed to be excited in the preseason. He came out, and he was just throwing the ball away. Okay, so we were talking, talking about Deshaun Watson, not, not Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Four on the left. You know it's always four on the left, all right? Um, the Colts. Matt Ryan oh is supposed God. to be your saving grace. What are you doing? How is it that you can go to halftime with Jonathan Taylor as your starting running back, and he has five carries for four yards? What are you? What offensive thought process do you have for the maybe the number one running back in football to have five carries for four yards? A You've got a good offensive line. Shouldn't have an issue blocking. Your defensive line? 
criminally underrated. Absolutely. Linebacking core, and I get Shaq has been out. Um, your linebacking core also criminally underrated. They've and been holding, they've been holding firm. I mean, I, I don't. I just can't say holding firm. They gave up twenty four points to Jacksonville, and as you said, Jacksonville looked like they're a squad that knows what they're doing. Jacksonville has every reason to look up right now. That Jacksonville fans, you keep your heads up. Uh, Colts fans, I'd be calling for some heads. You've been promised the world. All we need is a quarterback. All we need is a quarterback. That showing two weeks in a row, two weeks in a row with a proven quarterback, one of the best running backs in the league. I get this week he didn't have Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman went off week one, okay? You still have T.Y. Hilton out there. Mind you, they still lost. Let me phrase this. They still didn't win week one, and Michael Pittman went off. Yeah, this... What this co- this team is not well coached. We all thought they were this team. You you got to start looking internally. Um, quarterback was not your problem last year. The reason, yeah, Carson Wentz might have lost that game. The way I'm seeing it right now, Carson Wentz kept you in a lot of games last year that maybe you shouldn't have been in. It, it, it's really looking like that. The, the Colts are a team that looks completely lost on the field all 60 minutes of every game. That that's not a team. That's not something I, have in any way, foresaw coming into this. Season. I didn't think Jacksonville was going to be the team that I'm going. That's probably the team that's going to win that division. No kidding. No uh, kidding. I, I I legitimately think they might. They might. The Jacksonville might be the best team in the AFC South right now. Let's stick in the AFC South. What about the Titans? What you got, King Henry, and you can't get him. More than he's averaging what, like three and a half yards a carry right now. Um, the guy's nineteen foot tall and weighs as much as a train. Really think that injury, um, that that first career injury, I'm um, I'm starting to think maybe it's going to have a lot more effect than we thought it was. He he has not looked the same. He's not running the same. Nothing on that team looks the same. Was and, losing AJ Brown really that big? I get he's lighting it up in Philadelphia. Um, I actually don't know if I said anything about the Eagles um, earlier. I mean, you praised them a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, the, if I didn't, then I will come back to that because oh, we'll, I, we'll, I, we'll touch on that. Yeah, again. no, I, yeah, we'll we'll hit that in a minute here. Um, but the Titans, I, Mike Vrabel's not a bad coach. We've seen him win with less. Okay, I, is this sh- is this purely a talent thing, or is is he just losing faith in his players? I Malik it, Willis needs to hit the field yesterday and he did he came out yeah, i didn't watch out. i I'm gonna be honest with you i had to go to bed um after the I mean, bills much watch yeah I, after the bills did their thing there's no need to watch anything less i i mean stefan diggs screwed me in a fantasy matchup that i was up 41 points in we're not here to discuss your fantasy but, problems ryan you know it it kind of hurts um but yeah the titans what what are you doing um, let's go to a single game right here, the Steelers and the Patriots. Uh, Patriots fans, how can you look in the mirror and be like, yeah, yeah, we're back. Bill Belichick, he's got this team running right. What did you do that excited you yesterday? Mac Jones had one throw that made you go, okay. That was Mac Jones from last year. It was Nelson Aguilar making an incredible catch Absolutely. to break that team open or break that game open. Other than that, T.J. Watts off the field, the, and the Steelers aren't getting any pressure, so Watt, Ramador Stevenson had like two or three decent carries. 
what are you guys doing? Bill Belichick needs to pull his head out of his ass and hire an offensive coordinator, but he won't because he's Bill Belichick. He's retiring at the end of the season anyhow. The embarrassing show of football from both teams. Mike Tomlin marched out Mitch Trubisky and an offense that looked really good last week against the, the Bengals and did nothing. So we're not we're not going to fire the head coach this week, but Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, which we learned twenty minutes ago, who the offensive coordinator of the Steelers was. But you got to go. Look, I, I I'm now as of last year, um, I was out of the boat that Mitch Trubisky was a reason the Bears were so bad. Mitch is a decent quarterback. He's a very serviceable quarterback. He's a high-end bridge. I, I truly believe that. When you're looking around at that team and what you've got, get Kenny Pickett out there. Get Kenny Pickett out there. You, you don't have to change the offense to run him. Uh, just get him out there. Get him the game time. Who knows? You win some games? He may, what, what film do they have on him other than college? Let him make mistakes now, I guess. It, it, I mean, you're the way you played yesterday or th- this weekend. What do you got to lose? Are you going to go? Well, I think we're going to take Mitch Trubisky out and march out Mason Rudolph. The guy's still got a dent in his head. All right, and I'm pretty sure he Boy, ain't seeing straight. Boys had a dent in his head long before Miles put one there. I I just, what are you doing? Same thing. Like I said with the Patriots, I just. I can't understand how you wake up as a fan of either one of those teams this morning and be like, you know what, the season's going to be okay. You know what, I can be wrong. It is still week two. But from what I'm seeing, weeks one and two, you ain't got anything to prove or anything to play for right now. Um, how about the Bengals and the Cowboys? Oh, where's this offensive line Joe Burrow was supposed to have? He's been sacked 13 times. He's on pace for 111 sacks this year. What What are you doing? The guy can't stand up straight enough, and PFF actually has an interesting stat. They came out and said eight of those sacks are on Joe Burrow. He's throwing the ball t- or holding on to the ball too long. Okay, I get that. But when you've been sacked as many times as he has in the last two seasons... Last three seasons. This is his third season in the NFL. And his first season was cut short because of a sack. Let's not forget about that. When you've been hit as much as this guy has, you give him time, he's now overthinking a play. He Instead of just hitting one of his many targets, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd uh, you've got Joe Mixon in the backfield. He's got weapons. Kids got weapons. Yeah, I get it. He should be able to, oh, I've got time, step up in the pocket, make a throw. All he's thinking about is, I've stood here too long. There's footsteps. When there's not, and he's walking into a sack. He's looking for the the edge rusher or the linebacker to come on a late blitz because that's what he's used to. His NFL speed is get the ball out quick, and when he has time, he panics. And I feel nothing but bad for the guy because – now we're expecting him to make the same plays that he did last year. He's getting a little bit more time. But uh, that offensive line still looks absolutely horrendous. Lael Collins came into this year 
You don't have to worry about anything. I'm your bodyguard. Which might have been the same speech that John Frederick Parker gave Lincoln. Um, Lael Collins has been awful this year. Absolutely awful. And that is... That that's the biggest conundrum I think I can find in football is that is that offense. That offense was really good last year. Even with the sacks, they were really good. They have been downright awful. And all they changed is getting a better offensive line and the offense has gotten worse. So is that on Zach Taylor? Is that on Joe? I don't know, but what the fuck are you doing? And let's go to the other sideline in that game, the Cowboys. Oh yeah, you big win against the against the Bengals, who looked like absolute dog dog shit. I mean, I, I, there's nothing else to say. They looked absolutely god awful. How can you come out today and tell me we damn boys going back to the first off? You have to give pass to the Eagles. Not yeah. happening. Not not in a million years. Cowboys fans, you're not listening to us anyways, um, but the one or two of you that kind of feel bad for the Cowboys, actually, I highly doubt there's that many of you, um, these, these, them boys, you're counting on Cooper Rush. You're counting on Cooper Rush, a former six-round draft pick, which I understand six-round draft picks can can do a, some damage in the league. I think there's one uh, down in Tampa. um he wears number 12 or something like that. For some reason, people keep calling him like a, a lamb or a goat or sheep or some, some stupid shit like that. Um, but you're, you're expecting in his sixth season in the NFL, backing up Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush to come out on the field and, and do what? He's got an arm. I mean, he can launch the ball downfield. He's got NFL talent, but I mean, well, he's not. Without... Zeke looked terrible. Tony Pollard is RB1. I don't care what they're paying him. Tony Pollard's RB1 in that system. CD Lamb, he's got bricks for hands. Dude's absent. What? Straight up absent. And and uh, Noah Brown is looking phenomenal this year. And your owner doesn't even know who he is, and he drafted the guy. In the defense of those that don't know who Noah Brown is, the only human being on earth that knows Noah Brown face-to-face is Cooper Rush because they've both been the backups and running scout team their entire For career. six seasons in Dallas. So, Dallas fans, tell me again, how was this team that has nothing on offense – how does Micah Parsons? I'll I'll give you that much. Micah Parsons is a one man wrecking ball on the defensive side of the ball. Trayvon Diggs is a liability. He had one good pass breakup this weekend that I saw. Mind you, I was flipping back and forth through games, and when I seen what was happening in that low scoring, boring football game, I wasn't trying to watch it. If it came up on red zone, I'd kind of peek at it. I mean, what did Trayvon Diggs do? That was so incredible this last weekend. Micah Parsons was playing middle linebacker, outside linebacker, and defensive end all on the same play. Pretty sure you guys marched out nine guys and said, Micah, do your thing. And Micah smash just happened. 
because obviously that guy's getting home when there's no offensive line. So what do you have to look forward to? Your head coach is completely and utterly useless. Kellen Moore is being held back by your head coach. Dan Campbell, fortunately, has a guy that he can count on on defense right now. No, I, I like Dan Campbell. He's a very good defensive coordinator. What else have they got? I mean, literally, Micah Parsons takes up three guys. Yeah, I mean... I heard the argument earlier on First Things First that Micah might be the most impactful defensive player in the league right now, and I don't really know that you can argue it. I, I don't think so. He's, I mean, he's been the only reason the he's the reason the Cowboys won Week Two. Single single handedly, he's the reason the Cowboys won Week Two. Well, wasn't that abysmal offense? And the only reason. The only reason the Cowboys had anything to look forward to after week one was because of how Micah looked against Tampa Bay. Micah is having, I can't really say an LT-style impact, but it's it's the closest thing we've seen to an LT-style impact. I mean, the dude has arguments right now for being MVP. Oh, I, I'll listen to him all day long. Might even get my vote the way he's playing. Um, last two teams, and we're going to kick it out to the AFC West here, um, and I will end where you started last week, but uh, I'll hit on the Raiders. What is going on? Hunter Renfro last season was one of the top five wide receivers in the NFL. The guy's not even getting looked at. Devontae Adams, the best receiver in the NFL, not getting looked at. Darren Waller, he's your red zone guy, and I love it. (laughs) Love tight ends, getting the love. Absolutely love Darren Waller. You you got to look at him other parts of the field. Josh Jacobs looks good. Yeah. Uh, he's fighting for a contract right now. Hell, even Derek Carr's look pretty good. How do you melt down in the fourth quarter of games consistently? Raiders are going to Raider. I, you guys got to start looking internal. Um, I think I don't think it's a Josh McDaniels thing. I really don't. Um, year one as a head coach, but. Uh, he should be scared right now. He should absolutely be afraid because if this team doesn't make the playoffs, I could see him being fired. This team was supposed the AFC West was supposed to be the hardest division in football with all this talent they got. Nothing scares me about the Raiders right now. They're going to get ahead of you for the first half and then completely fall apart in the second. And then that leads me to the last team possibly the worst team, actually the worst team in the AFC West, the Broncos. Oh, man, you guys won this week. Good job, Nathaniel Hackett. You still had absolutely horrendous clock management. Where's Russell Wilson? This guy's supposed to be a veteran in the NFL. He's he's out here. I've been a Russell defender, and he's played in my division against a team, or in a team, that I hate with every fiber of my body. I hate the Seahawks. And I've been a Russell Wilson defender. Where's Russ? What's Russ cooking? 
I, I saw a meme that uh ac- that accurately described let Russ cook. It was a bowl of cereal with a hot dog in it with a slice of cheese over the side. And that might be more of a cuisine than I think Russ can manage right now. That has been an awful showing of an offense, of a quarterback. I understand Jerry's down. But Cortland Sutton's still on that offense. Uh let's see. I mean <laughs> Well it, apparently it, Albert O is no longer on that offense. Because apparently the guy that was proclaimed to be next man up and was getting talks from being maybe one of the better tight ends in football this year has been completely absent. I don't know if that's due to play calling. I don't know if that's due to coach trust. I don't know if that's due to Russ. I, it's not like it's not like Russell Wilson's out there running around for his life. He's actually getting really, really good protection. And this team looks terrible. At, nothing about nothing about this team says possible Super Bowl winner. By any before the season started, I think there was a unanimous man, those Broncos. Those Broncos finally have a roster. All they had to give up was a, a star tight end. In like three draft picks, they got rid of a quarterback to get Russell Wilson. That team had three good tight ends on the roster last year, and they didn't even probably get rid of the best one, which I'm a Noah Fant guy. But I mean, we all thought Albert O was the guy, and and this this team, this team doesn't look like it could play checkers right now. And we're playing football. Chess is hard. Nobody's trying to hit you in chess. What is happening in Denver? You guys got to start looking around and start figuring your shit out right now. This cannot continue to go on. Nathaniel Hackett, the way you call games is absolutely embarrassing. I've seen better play calling from a 2A high school football team. Okay? This... Is that 8-man? <laughs> not what i seen. It was still 11-man. I don't understand, as a Broncos fan, you wake up and be like, you know what, I think it'll all be okay in the end. Nathaniel Hackett doesn't know what he's doing. He's never had to make the the calls that he's having to in the game, and it shows. And he is so overwhelmed. And, and he, he panics any time there's a clock management situation. And, and then that falls back on Russ. Russ should be out there going, hey, we need to take a timeout right now. Absolutely. I will help you get through this. I like what you've got. We we you brought me in to run the offense. Let me run the offense. You call the plays. And you know what? He ain't doing a damn thing. He's taking a back seat to a coach that doesn't know what he's doing, and the team is atrocious. So Ru- Absolutely Russ looks like atrocious. he got Sierra paycheck and was like, Hey, we're done. Let's ride the couch. Embarrassing show of football an embarrassing show of football i i just i don't even know where to go from there you want to talk thursday night football let's talk thursday night football let's go back to a high note all right let's talk thursday night football boy the chargers defensive line looks like a problem doesn't it wow i mean wow a i want to give huge props to orlando brown and andrew wiley playing tackle for the chiefs they they every snap of the game you were playing against Bosa and playing against Cleo Mack and they gave up three combined pressures. Three. 
to two of the best, the, probably the best pass rushing duo in the league, they gave up three pressures to them. That's amazing. Oh, just another note on that. Uh, this the Thursday night. Uh, this is just popping into my head. Shouldn't we should have started out with this? Uh, big prayers out to Justin Herbert. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hope that man's ribs are okay. Oh, I hope fractured I, cartilage in the ribs. I hope the Chargers have changed doctors, which I don't think they have. <laughs> as much as I want to laugh at that joke, I the way he played, the poise he had, and the guy's just a big puppy dog. But he doesn't. I don't think Justin Herbert understands how good of a quarterback he is. But because when normal quarterbacks, when you when you see uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen walk out on the field after a, a big, big drive like, let's go. Justin Herbert's kind of trotting out there like a lab about to go to the lake. Like, he's like, come on, guys. He this is-, is. And the rest of the team looks at him the same way and they love every minute of it. He's not, it's the moment's not too big for him, but he also doesn't understand the grand scope of the moment, which I think it, he's got to get better about that. He, he needs to start taking in that role, but that team plays for him. Because that's a dog. That is a dog. Can we talk about the stones on this guy? Goes down, has to come out for a play. Dude's writhing in pain. Comes out. On the third down pass, where he threw the ball away and could have walked for about a country mile for a first down, throws the ball away. I was like, all right, ball game. He, He can't throw the ball. He can't move. He's afraid to walk. And then to put an absolute laser beam 45 yards down the field, perfectly placed. Perfect. And it seems like as many times as Brandon Staley tries to lose a football game, Justin Herbert keeps him in it. The stones to just, like I said, whenever he threw that ball away on third down, head was down, shoulder was down. He looked beat. And then to come out, three-step drop, pocket presence, and just dart one down the field for a tutty. Holy cow. I mean, I wasn't even mad at the Chiefs defense because you can't I, didn't, be. I didn't think he was going to throw it that far either. What? And the craziest thing about that is, and I don't think people are understand. it's kind of like the second season of Josh Allen. We were kind of, I feel... Like, I kind of called it with his first season. Everybody was down on Josh Allen the whole, he's not accurate. I loved what I seen out of him. You know that. Second season came along, I was kind of like, I told you so. We've seen this from day one, and he's not getting the props he deserves. No, I mean, he's he is absolutely. It's, it's because they they lost in the playoffs. That's all it came comes down to. Before the playoffs. Well, that. He hasn't made the playoffs. But, no, no Herbert, Herb's one of. One of the guys he 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 gets he gets to sit at the big boys table. Um, I, I think I don't know that he gets. I, I think he has a shorter seat because he hasn't made the playoffs. But he's at the big boys. Yeah, table. he's he's down towards the end. Grant, he's he's six five. So even the little kid's chair, he's still just as tall as most others, and he's still taller than Russ. But he's definitely at the big boys table. But what he showed being injured. And showing resiliency, all I could think about that entire time was the Matthew Stafford NFL Films clip. Yes, that's all I could think about. And I was How like, "How did I not think about that?" I was like, "This is 
this is one of the most impressive things. They're kind of like the same guy almost. I f- Matt Stafford had a little bit more frat guy in him, but they're both very like soft-spoken. Moments not too big for him. I can make the big play. But they're dogs. They are dogs. But, man, that's all, that's all I can think about on that drive. Um, but, hey, there were two teams that played that game. There were. And the Chargers lost that game. The Chargers did lose that game. I don't know if they lose the second game. Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know that we can stop that defense that much time. But. Them Chiefs, though. The Chiefs looked. Them Chiefs, though. The the offense looked a little more human, which is kind of what what I expected. uh, Obviously. Week week one, they, they looked unstoppable. Apparently, Arizona's defense is worse than we thought. I mean, the Raiders went up, what was it, 20, 20 points? 20 nothing or something like that. Uh, just th- those The Cardinals' defense is not, is not as good as we thought it was, so maybe not a good not a good litmus test. That Chargers' defense is good. That, that Chargers' defense is really good. And the Chiefs struggled a lot through the first half. 17-7 at half. I was like, you know, this kind of looks like one of those games where Andy's not going to make the adjustment. Which, all Chiefs fans, whether you wanted to admit it or not, that's the Chiefs' Achilles' heel is whenever they have to make those halftime adjustments because the offense just doesn't work. But to come out, put on a show in the second half, get it back to a ball game. What a game. And then, big shout out, seventh round pick, Jalen Watson. I don't know that that play is necessarily all about Jalen. Yeah, he saw the play. He read it. He picked it. Took that thing to the house. Big props to you guys. That dude was flipping burgers three years ago. Trying to figure out where he was going to play football next. Great story. It's Everybody's heard it by now. But what, what a story for that kid. But, Gerald Everett. He was trying to come out of the game. I... How do you not, A, how do you not be like, hey, dog, it's not me. Don't don't put it here. Don't do not do it. You, you've got to be able to have that conversation with your quarterback. Right. I understand you're new to the team, but you've got to be able to have that conversation. You're like, hey, I'm not going to get it the done. The guy was gassed, and you can see it. And Justin Herbert's calling a play. You just, all it takes, you just have to have a quick, Mike Williams was going off. Yeah, absolutely. But, so all you have to do is a quick run by, smack him on the ass. Hey, decoy. Right? Th- I-, I feel like that would have done him a solid. Absolutely. But come out, Herbo predetermined where he go- was going with the ball. Because of the play call. Because of the play call. I-, I don't know. I don't know if it was a misread on the quarterback's part. I don't know if it was a misread on the receiver's part. Either way, Herbs threw it to the inside. Everett was going to the outside in a slight jog. Right. And, I don't know if he would have got to the pylon if he caught the ball. I mean, he was not moving. No. The guy was gas. Jalen jumps it. I still want to know what the odds were to have both the Watsons on the Chiefs scoring a touchdown. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have made that bet. But to put that game away in that, in that fashion, A... I, I said it. It's not necessarily how I, how I truly feel, but the Chargers are going to charge her. I know I said it about the Raiders, but the Chargers are going to charge her. You know, that, 
that team has a history oh, of, they do. Of, of making a mistake late in game. But the Chiefs offense. And that's the crazy thing about that. That was Herbert's one mistake of the season so far. I mean, the guy's playing lights out football. And and again, I don't know that it's his fault. Like, I, I, I don't know how you run that route at that moment and can't find an extra gear, can't find something to get you going, or at least be like, hey, it's not me. Put somebody else in my spot. Right. At, at the very least, get off the field and run with 10. Because as soon as he calls that play and he looks over and he realizes that he ain't got you out there on the outside, he's he's already either audibling or trying to spike the ball to to get a play call in. Yeah, something. But as a professional athlete, you have to take a little bit of onus upon that upon yourself. Obviously, he knew he didn't have it, and he, he played that play like he didn't. And probably cost him the game. I, I, it's char- Chargers score that they win. Right. You know, that, I, don't, I don't feel like that's much of an argument. Chargers it, score that they win. It was such a great opening to week two. It was such a, it was probably the best opening to the biggest disappointment I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. That was, Thursday was incredible to watch. It, I, I, I think Nick Wright kind of said it best. The more things change, the more they stay the same. The Chiefs are still the team you have to beat. The Chiefs are still the biggest problem in the AFC West. But my one thing with the Chiefs is they have one thing that I feel like they've been missing the last couple of years. The Chiefs have grit. The yes, Chiefs have a win-any-way-possible mentality. Yes, they do. Which is something that team hasn't had. Well, they haven't needed it. No. But whenever you get, whenever you get up on the Chiefs, Granted, you were never secure when you took a lead on the Chiefs. But if you were beating the Chiefs down like the Chargers were. Oh, um, I, I mean, lived it. There was a certain Super Bowl in which I got so blackout drunk afterwards. I'm not sure, entirely sure how I got to work the next morning. But um, if I remember correctly, my defense intercepted the ball twice in, in the fourth quarter and had the game won. Two scores. One with less than 10 minutes to go. And uh, I don't remember being very happy about that outcome. You cannot be excited to be up on the Chiefs. That's weird. I remember being really excited about that that outcome. That's weird. I don't know how that worked. Um, But, like I said, you can't be comfortable with the lead on the Chiefs. And it doesn't matter what that lead is. Ask the Texans. (laughs) But, whenever you were beating the Chiefs down, and I mean beating them down, like, I mean picking them up and body slamming them to it the turf. It wasn't like the Chargers. Like Derwin James. It wasn't like the Chargers had a 50-point lead. It was a demoralizing 17-point. That's what it, a 50-point lead's a 50-point lead. But when you're just beating them down in the fashion that the Chargers were, it was they were able to run the ball, they were able to throw the ball, they were able to stop the ball on the other side of the field. They weren't getting a lot of points out of it because it's a uh, divisional games play differently. But and it the was Chiefs dumb. defense is a lot better than what anybody oh, thought it yeah. was going to be. Much better. I was I was real nervous about this game without McDuffie out there, but that team, the pass rush looks good. George Karloftis, 
kind of seems to be lost sometimes, but if you just go, hey, Bull Rush, he gets it. Right. Which is a lot better than what I could say Who out of any of the outside pass rushers last year. Looking at you, 5-5. Five, five. Um, but I will give 5-5 five, five props. He looks fast. He looks fast again. Which was his main skill set in Seattle was he was fast. He's not a bull rusher. He's not a finesse guy. He's not going to overpower you. But he's fast. He's not a Watt. He's not a Bosa. He's just quick. He's quick. And he seems to have that step back. He was getting around the edge. Maybe not making a huge impact, but... If he you are needing to chip him. Yeah, you have you have to think about him at least. Although that boy 9-5 in the center, that boy's still a beast. That guy's a monster. Man, he took that game over in the second half. Monster. He, Chris Jones is good. Chris Jones is, he's back. Um, but I just, I now have a little more confidence that the AFC West is still going to belong to the Chiefs. But I do not have confidence that we win that game in L.A. That's the only team in the AFC West that looks like they're a problem. But by God. And I do want to just give one more shout out to Derwin James. Six foot two, 215 pounds. Picking Travis Kelsey, who's 6'6", 260, up to his shoulder... And then hitting him with a Batista bomb. That was incredible. And I've I've heard rumors that the NFL's looking at a possible oh, fine or no. suspension on that play. I hope they don't do it. Yeah, that's not really a legal I mean, tackle. You don't want to see it. Especially but, on your guy, but being but by God was it impressive to watch. Being a an outside fan watching that game. That was absolutely incredible. You don't want to see in anybody. Uh, actually, Travis Kelsey was on a podcast uh, last week. Last weekend with his brother. And he said the, about that. the one guy, the one safety that's out there that can really throw his weight around, threw Travis's weight around. Good football players oh, making good, good football, football plays, plays, baby. All right. It's, so. it's what we're about. And that that was between Justin Herbert just the Chiefs playing football and Derwin James on that backside and then the pass rush that the Chargers had. That was an excellent performance of football players making good football plays on two teams that hate each other's guts. You cannot ask. That, that wasn't quite the playoffs that we had last year. It felt close to it, though. The quality I, of football we had Thursday I'll, I'll night give, was good stuff. I'll give Amazon Prime credit. They, they did a good job of building, of, of picking a game and building a spectacle. It looked really good, aside from whenever Amazon Prime's telecast decided it wanted to go back to the 30s. But it was they, they put together a good game. They put on a good game. It was exciting to watch. It gives gives us a lot of hope. But I don't think the Chargers have anything to hang their heads over. Oh no! That that is a good squad. That's a good team. I mean, the only th- they're hanging their heads because they feel they should have won that game. I think they maybe should have, but when you're looking at the rest of the season, you got the Bills, you got the Chiefs. Right now, you've got the Chargers, Chargers. in the AFC, and that's a three-headed monster. I don't know what team in the NFC even wants to try and get a piece of that. Um, we said we would talk about the Eagles. 
Um, let's talk about them. Let's talk about them a little bit. So I'll let I, you take I, off I would, on uh, this one. I would like I would like to ask you a question that we we debated just a few weeks ago. Um, there's there's a certain guy that plays for Philadelphia. I don't know if you heard of him. He wears number one. He seems to be kind of a decent player. Would would you say that Jalen Hurts is a is a good quarterback? I concede, man. I absolutely concede. What a performance last night, man! He's put two games up. What a performance! I'm always happy to be proven wrong when it's I don't know if I believe in this guy yet. And he made me a believer last night. He really did. Jalen Hurts is a man. That guy was making throws. I didn't know he could make. He was running the ball. That Philadelphia team is probably, I'm going to say it, they're the best team in the NFC right now. I think you can make that argument. I don't know if there's much to argue about with it. Honestly, what other team in the... I'm super excited about the AFC right now, and I'm sitting in the NFC, and we'll get to my team here in a little bit because I've got just I've got a few things to say about that. Um, but uh, what other? Everybody's going to bring up the Packers. I don't trust Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball. You're going to have to throw the ball to win football games, unless you're Kyle Shanahan and have I don't know a spin board with running backs on it. You're not going to win in this league running the ball. That's the only guy for some reason that can win running the football with an average quarterback. And you've got Aaron Rodgers. I don't see that team beating the Eagles. No, and and I think one team that I legitimately thought had a shot at the Eagles was the team they just shredded. Yes. And again, not sure if that's Kirk Cousins in primetime. Not sure what's going on there. That game was... I mean, Justin Jefferson didn't even have a good game. So it very well just could have been Kirk Cousins in primetime. Or was it Was it the Eagles have a squad? Is D. Slay back? I mean, not that D. Slay's ever left. But D. Slay? Just shut. Shutting down J-Jets. Picking off two. The dude's a freaking monster. Again. Not that he wasn't ever not. No, but it, it seemed like he lost some pizzazz there for a couple like seasons. Like, people forgot who he was almost. Yeah. And it and was it just because the Eagles were bad and he was the only... They weren't targeting his side of the field because they had nothing else. They've That team has been put together the right way. I'm not sure, and this is just a... Uh, uh, I've been seeing memes about it all day. When I got over here, you said something about it. Um I'm not sure if I want it to happen. I, I, I don't think the world is ready for a Bills-Eagles Super Bowl, but oh the God. way it's playing out right now, week two, early in the season, where we've got teams that are obviously reeling, teams that don't know where they're at, and then you got squads. that I, And who knows, all these teams that are squads right now, they could fall apart down the stretch. Absolutely. So but- far? I'm not seeing unless a litany of injuries just start to occur. Um, I don't. I don't see a couple of these teams falling apart down the stretch. There, there's a difference between having talent and well coached. You want talent? 
look at Denver. You want well coached, look at Detroit. Which two teams are or which team out of those two is trending up right now? I'm taking Detroit. Yeah. You have to. Fun little tidbit on Detroit, historically speaking, uh, based on trends. Obviously, I don't believe this is going to happen, but apparently um, the last four teams that have put four consecutive 35-point games up have won the Super Bowl that year. Really? Detroit's last two games last year, they put up over 35. The first two games this year, they've put up over 35. Detroit's a problem, guys. Like, Detroit's a team. You're going to have to worry about that team. Dan Campbell's got a squad, and he's okay with Jared Goff making a couple of missed cues because he knows that defense is going to keep him in it. He's scoring 35. Jared Goff scoring 35? Okay. I mean, he didn't even do that in L.A. with Sean McVay. I mean, that. I I remember a night when he scored 54. Yeah, that was. There was like that was maybe the greatest football game I've ever seen. Because I think the week before that was the Rams Niners when the Niners had that was a forty two forty eight affair. I mean, obviously we haven't seen Jared Goff play like that since, but right now yeah, he's he's not looking he's, bad. This team is good. That that team is that team is actually somebody like I thought that was going to be a team. Ah, you don't want to play them any given Sunday. No, you don't want to play them because they're going to kick your ass. They. That you were talking about Chiefs having grittiness, I don't. Th- Motor City only runs on grittiness. That's ten grit sandpaper, guys. That's boulders glued to paper. It, I mean, that's that, that's good stuff. That Detroit's is, got that it figured fun out. To watch uh, the Eagles got it figured out. Um, I mean, I don't think Detroit's the second best team in the NFC right now by any stretch, but. Would would I want to be playing them in the playoffs? God no, God no. I don't want any part of that team right now. But uh, so and amongst your charade of teams that you tore apart and tore down and rooted for, you listened to you list listed Atlanta. So I have a, a I feel like a legitimate query about that game. What you got? Are the Rams okay? You know, I feel the Rams are. Um, not saying that they don't have something to maybe start. Right now, I mean, Matt Stafford was dealing with injuries all off season. He doesn't look quite right. I mean, I feel Matt Stafford's dealing, been dealing with injuries for the last 14 years. He has, and, and that's a valid point. But the way that team's played, it's hard. Maybe it's a little bit of an early season Super Bowl hangover. The roster, I trust Sean McVay's coaching unless he's playing Kyle Shanahan. Um, Sean McVay and uh, Mike LaFleur can't coach against Kyle Shanahan. And obviously, Kyle Shanahan can barely coach against anybody else. Um, But that team... I'm not ready to punt on them yet. Okay, that's right. Uh, I just I, I and, and I I know where you're coming from because Atlanta shouldn't have had anything to do, but that team is competent so that, through two games. Atlanta looks like a team that can win any given Sunday. I realize they're zero and two, but that team can win. I think the week one loss might have been a fluke more than anything. And I mean, I watch I mean, they. they 
I watched they the had, Saints. They had the Saints dead to right in week one. I wa- I watched the Saints this last weekend. I didn't see. I know Jameis is playing with a severe back injury. The guy should not be out on the field. Um, but the, the Saints are a, a worry point. Um, but say I just I don't know with the with the Rams being in your division. Um, I, I don't know. Just something about them has felt off. Jalen Ramsey's still that dude. You right, know, and he got cooked week one, and his age is, I think, finally starting to show I, a little I, I, bit. I think but. that was, I don't know that it was so much age. I, I I think they came out with the intent of attacking try, him. Try to Attacking him. him with Justin. And in that matchup, somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. And I, and I just thought that was Justin's week. Justin had the better week that week. I, okay. If you play that no, game I'm, ten times, I think Jalen wins five. I think Justin wins five. I think they're both that. equally excellent at what they do. But there's just something that feels off about the Rams to me. I I, I can't put my finger on it. I'm not sure what it is. We'll find out here. Uh, two weeks. Yeah. Um, two weeks they play the 49ers, and I think that's where uh, we might end tonight. Is uh, me going on a small tirade. Um, with my team. So before before we get to your small tirade, I, just, I, I did want to touch up two things. Um, got good news out of the NFL this morning. Dane Jackson is doing okay. Uh, he has I completely he has full, forgot full about that. He's he, he not he, prayers he's, out to Dane. He's been released from the hospital. He's doing okay. Um, just wanted to give a big shout out. That was a that was a scary nasty hit. hit. Um, that was that was the, one of the worst cases of friendly fire you could ever expect to see. I I don't know how he walked away from that one. But that was Happy that was does. a scary hit. So big shout outs to him. Hope everything goes well. Um, Trey Lance, that ankle did not look good when it's pointing down while you're laying on the field. Um, you know he's he's already been through surgery. It's already been deemed a successful surgery. Hope he does all right. Hope he gets back. Hope he's hope he's healthy. Um, just wanted to touch on those scary, two guys. Those scary were, injury. Those, those were those were both some injuries that I I I was in a bowling tournament all weekend. I missed a lot of football. That's why Ryan's kind of led this show. Um, but there was those those were two things that I wanted to touch on because in the moment Trey Lance's didn't look that bad. When you go back and do the slow frame by frame replay, you see you, him you, sitting on the cart with his foot pointing well, the wrong you direction. See, you and... see him sitting on the field, laying with both legs, and that that right foot's pointed dead south. You know, you and... want to know the craziest thing about that? Kyle Shanahan came out onto the field. He said it in his presser um, to talk to Trey, and he looked down. At first, Kyle couldn't say anything. Trey looks up at him and is trying to talk what he's seeing. With the defense, coach, what do I need to do? Where, where are we going from here? And all Kyle could say, and Kyle, for some reason, also defended his call to run him, um, which I don't understand why you're running your your quarterback between the tackles. God, that's the one thing I asked. That's the one thing I said I didn't want to see this year. And you're running him between the tackles, and Kyle said to Trey, "I'm sorry." You're taking accountability for it. I mean, your your play calling hurt hurt the. It's not like he started out bad. He had one incompletion, and the offensive line just let the floodgates open, and he just threw it away. 
Now, I know what my team has in Jimmy Garoppolo. And I will sit here right now, end of week two, coming into week three, and say I'm fairly confident my team's making the playoffs. Possible NFC Championship game. I know what I'm getting with Jimmy. 66% of the time, he's making the right throw. 33% of that time, the ball's in the other, other team's hands. If he's throwing an incompletion or it's not getting to George Kittle or Debo or Brandon, it's going the other way. That's what I've got with Jimmy. I also know he's going to put up 35 or 40 points a game, so I'm not worried about this season. Where I'm worried is we now, we're going to have a 23, a still a very young quarterback in the league who's attempted less than 400 passes in his third year in a system. And when you needed to be patient with him, he needed to have a Josh Allen year this year. He needed a Josh Allen year one, go out, throw 50%, make your mistakes. You have the roster to do it. You're going to make the playoffs with this roster. I don't care what anybody says. You're going to make the wild card, probably lose out first round, get the experience. And you can't now. Now you're back to learning the offense he he had his own playbook. It's a different. And I I I I understand wanting to take advantage of your quarterback's mobility. Why between the tackles? Why between the tackles? And why such the emphasis? You have a good passing attack. You have a good rushing attack. I understand with Lamar because Lamar's a next level athlete. Jalen Hurts makes most of his rushes. Because he goes, okay, you're covered, you're covered. There's a hole right there. Right, and that's where it should be. And, but and why when are you we, watch, why week are we one, forcing? I mean, Trey's not even getting a chance to read defenses. I when, don't. I when don't you're know running that's a, the ball, like, and and I like you said, I get why Kyle Shanahan wants to. The guy's a dangerous runner. I mean, he runs like George Kittle runs, and that's why he got hurt. Honestly, instead of just getting down, he tried to put a linebacker out of a job. And now he's sitting in a hospital bed right now with his foot in a cast. I I want nothing more than Trey Lance to be the next big thing in San Francisco. As a 49ers fan, I I wish I could say all 49ers fans feel this way. I'm on 49ers Twitter. There, it seems like half of us are split, and it's really kind of disgusting um, with the amount of people that were happy Jimmy came back in because Trey got hurt. I'm cool with Jimmy. I've said this to you. I owe a lot of what my franchise has right now because of Jimmy. I mean, the but, dude's proven to be a winner, and he can get you to he can get you to the biggest of games. Obviously, we the league's changing. It, it it's changing, and and obviously, me and you have the same feelings on our ceiling for Jimmy G. You know that team's that team can win in the playoffs. Jimmy G is just consistent. That and he's not great. And he's I said consistent. this before we even started recording the Too Fat to Play podcast when we were just having talks over the summer talking football. Was all Trey had to do was come out, throw the same passes Jimmy did, and instead of throwing an interception, throw it away or take the sack. That's all he had to do. And you know what? If that meant going from a 66% completion percentage with Jimmy to 55, the way I see it, 
it's not a pick six going the other way. And and my guy's learning. And he, now he, he needed can't that do year that. to grow. And now that year's gonna have to be year three. You know, there's there's now now you're going to have legitimate questions about that offense. About what happened Jimmy G's going to have another big summer of running the off season program. But now you have to legitimately go is 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 Trey the guy? Is Trey going to be that guy? Yeah. And it's all because he didn't get a chance to have his quote unquote rookie season. Yeah. He's gonna come into year three and they're gonna be expecting Patrick Mahomes out of the guy. And I feel so because he's only he's gonna be twenty three. He's twenty two years old right now. That means next year this time he is twenty three years old. And he's not going to get the the right opportunity because the 49ers are built to win. That's a roster. The only reason the Seahawks scored this weekend was because they blocked an extra or they blocked a field goal and returned it for a touchdown. That offense went nowhere and I understand that's the Seahawks we're talking about right now. The yeah, defense and they weren't playing Denver. <laughs> that defense is scary. Drake Jackson coming off the edge. Nick Bosa off the other side. Talanoa Hufunga. I was going to ask you what his yeah, name was. Yeah, there he is. The yeah. two highest rated safeties PFF has graded right now are Minka Fitzpatrick as a 90.8 and Talanoa Hufunga at a 90.7. So the kid's been the kid's been making plays. I, I, I was driving home um, during most of football Sunday. Um, I had red zone playing through my car. And he was getting love everywhere, and and I'm happy for the guy. He's he's a stud I think he out was there. A seventh round draft pick, but to to do what he's done has been impressive. So uh, as an the Niners, you got to start asking. They I didn't mention them earlier, but you got to start asking questions right now. You have to make your decision right now. Are we going with Jimmy G next year, or are we going to have to wait two years? Two more because you got him hurt with the Trey Lance experiment. So I I, th- I think this year you have to seriously look at the off season of do we trade Jim do we do we let Jimmy walk or do we trade Trey? That that's exactly what it's going to have to boil and, down to. And I I mean obviously I, I have the highest of hopes for Trey because he's a fun guy to watch play football and and I said it qu- I said it early. I did not want to see him running a bunch of read option plays because he's not going to grow as that. That's not going to be who he is. In, that's not going to be his successful path in the NFL. Trey's a really good athlete. Guys, let running backs run your ball. And it's not, if, it's, if, it's if a you, Shanahan if system. If you don't have Lamar, don't, don't let your running back. I, I just don't. I mean, I watched my quarterback almost lose his season on a QB sneak. You know how many you know how many quarterback sneaks Patrick Mahomes ran since his knee got dislocated? The next one will be the first. If the quarter if the Chiefs need to run a quarterback sneak, they they motion a tight end to the formation and they let him run it. Let's stop running these quarterbacks with these mountain high ceilings. And it's putting them in danger for two yards. 
if they're going to run, scramble out, check downfield, nothing, get so, seven, eight, nine, ten yards, whatever it is. We've seen that in the preseason, and we've seen that in week one against the Bears. When he was in the pocket, his pocket presence is great. He knows when to step up. He's looking around the field, and he's able to just take off. Why why are you running him on a designed quarterback draw to the short side of the field? It, 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 I just it, it didn't make sense to me. Um it's it, it is one of my hiccups with Kyle Shanahan as a head coach. It's it's one of the reasons I don't really want to put him up there. I was asked this weekend, you know, top 5 coaching coaches of my lifetime and I honest to God put Sean McVay over him. I get it. And be, because Shanahan seems to make the same mistake over and over. He 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 always seems to put somebody, whether it be his quarterback, whatever, in the in a bad position and it always bites him in the ass. And I I, I just don't understand why we're doing this with Trey Lance. We've we've seen it over and over. I don't know why we're doing it with Trey Lance. The kid had a future. The kid's I hope still has a future. And, and it's and it's not like a Jordan Love situation where you're not quite sold on him. When you watch Jordan Love, he's not seeing the field. He doesn't know where his receivers are supposed to be. He doesn't have a good rapport with the offense. Trey Lance is just as loved on the sidelines as Jimmy. He spends his off-seasons with his wide receivers. I I almost I, – I, I got to stop talking about it because I just – I'm so afraid for the future because this year, I know what I'm getting. I'm getting 12, 13 wins. Jimmy Garoppolo into the playoffs. Hopefully I get lucky and get the Packers so we can just smoke them at home. Same. I, and I – want nothing but the best for Jimmy because everywhere he's gone, he's been absolutely loved. And, I mean, the guy's a winner. He makes really stupid throws one-third of the time. It Damn. scares me. I I either want to know, is Trey the guy or is Trey not the guy? And that's all I want. So you guys are getting stuck in a two situation, in a Tannehill situation. That, and I, I did I didn't foresee that being the role that he was going to play. I thought I thought we would know relatively quickly on if he was going to be the guy or not. Now we're going to be going into year three, and we're still not going to have that answer. Um, but we digress. Week three's coming up. Uh, episode two of this week will be dropping. We'll go over the games. We'll go over predictions. We'll go over. Survivor pool. We'll add that to the next episode. We we know we've held you guys for a little bit here. We do appreciate you guys. Um, again, if you're in Canada listening to this, please let us know who you are. That email again is number two fat number two play podcast at gmail dot com. Hit us up, man. If you that that was exciting having a a I know it's still North America, but an international listener. That's super cool. Give us a shout out. We we want to do something for you. Reach out to us. We got the we got our Twitter handles. Too fat to play Austin. Too fat to play Ryan. Reach out. Give us a shout. We'll we'll figure something out. Whether you stumbled upon us or not, if you're still listening, we'll 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 figure something out with you. 
Um, I wanted to give another big shout out. Uh, I got a buddy. I won't won't put his full name out here. We'll just call him L. Um, man, I, I don't know how much appreciation or love I expected from somebody else for this show. But after watching Thursday Night Football, to have somebody just personally text me and be like, dude, what a game. That was awesome. Can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about it. That, that means everything to us. You know, we're, we we want this show to be the best possible show it can. And we don't get there without that kind of feedback, without that kind of love, without that kind of reaction. So thank you. I know you. I know that's not why you text me. That you, you know, you weren't trying to make the pod. Whatever. We appreciate it, and I, I just wanted to give that love, share that love, let everybody know. Hey, if you got something to say, let us know. We're we're not afraid of feedback. We're not afraid of reactions. If you guys are excited, we want, and you want to hear what we have to say, let us know. You know that that's why we're here. It's what we're building. So big shout to him. Big shout out to. The, Every listener we have, guys, th- this thing has pushed the limits we didn't think we'd be anywhere close to at this point. So thank you all from the bottom of our hearts. We're going to keep this thing rolling, and we want to take you guys with us. We, I can't reiterate any more than Austin already has. Thank you, guys. It's, so far, it's been a really fun ride, and I w- know we're just still – if this were a roller coaster, we haven't even left – we're, we, we haven't even we, climbed the big drop yet. We, we, we are a third of the way up the big hill. We are, we're off and rolling, but we know we can't go anywhere without you guys. So thank you so much. Be kind to each other. Love one another. And always remember, fuck, fuck the, the Cowboys. Cowboys.